Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. This week, we're sponsored by the Eye of the Beholder. The Beholder, doesn't that sound like a, like a really dumb ra- uh, wrestler? <laughs> the Beholder. <laughs> I'm the Beholder. <laughs> and I'm going to take down the Macho Man Ready Savage. I, I would week. also like to think that he has an eye patch, so he only has one eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, the other eye he carries. Oh, because he's <laughs> yeah. That's too much holding. Too much beholding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron L. M. Goodwin, and I'm joined as always by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Speaking Hi, of, wrestling, speaking of wrestling, <laughs> wrestling names. Oh no, Akahai. Um, sorry, sorry, sad news. I'm sorry to report that uh, Daniel Gutierrez has been canceled. Oh no. Yeah. No. So, yeah. That's just the facts. So. <laughs> Good run, though. Yeah, you know what? I still hold fondly our memories, even though they're going to continually be tarnished by what he has done and what has been brought to light. <laughs> I'm also joined by Cody Voluptuaraptor Allen. It's like a it's like a dinosaur, but it's sassy and sexy. <laughs> so all <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> If you're new to this show, here's how it works. Each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer, and then Andrew reveals his very specific kink about dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't think it's very specific. It's pretty broad. <laughs> <laughs> well, a hilarity ensues, and we move to the next question. This episode is all about beauty. Andrew has today's first question, so take it away, Andrew. What dinosaur do you find the most attractive? No, <laughs> and my question is, <laughs> what's something that you once thought was beautiful, but now don't? I um, regret to inform everyone that I was super into an artist known as Thomas Kincaid. Oh, I almost said this. I, this is almost my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, the thing about it is that he was uh, what you would call a whole mood and a vibe <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he originally came out. He was, uh, uh, you know, something, something about him. He was just thick with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm looking at his portfolio and I can't keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Thomas Kincaid, as everyone will know, is he's the painter of light. <laughs> Unlike other <laughs> painters who eschew light. <laughs> It's but, just, oh no, he has Star Wars art. <laughs> I've just only the, only the light side of Star Wars. I've seen, I've seen every one of these paintings as puzzles. Yes, he's the puzzle guy. The thing about Thomas Kincaid is his style reminded me very much of. Uh, the the art that would be in the background of Sierra online computer games. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like, I know exactly the scene too. So you're in King's quest, you know, and there's like a background of a cottage with the, with a little water wheel or something. And it like, looks like a Thomas Kincaid painting. And that was before. I wonder if he was like an artist for Sierra. 
<laughs> We've talked in the past about my love of Sierra Online, so we don't need to re-explore that. But it definitely influenced how I looked at Thomas Kincaid's paintings. And then it's it like at some point I realized like, oh, this is like a, a one. What's the term? Like a, a one pony show? What's the a pony show? Pony? A one trick pony? trick pony? There you go. One trick pony. One light pony. And and it was just exhaustive. <laughs> yes, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but this is <laughs> maybe King's Quest Five era. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and, but yeah, sorry, one trick pony. <laughs> one trick pony. And and it's very overwrought and dumb. And then it turns out like he didn't even paint his paintings. No. He has like a factory of like, you know, Hispanic laborers that would oh my God. Like, do the paintings. And then he would put on he would put on the, the, the light. He would do the light. So, oh. you know, he's like HDRifying the paintings that they did and then put his signature on it and be like, look, I'm Thomas Kincaid. And he would make like the same painting over and over and over again. And sell like a million of them. So he's like mass producing his paintings. And when I learned that, I was like, well, that that ain't it. That's not good. Yeah, there we go. That's a Ooh. really good screenshot that, that Andrew made $53 million shared. between 1997 and 2005. Light, man. Ooh. But I mean, I think you can see now that he's basically the, the major influence uh, behind John McNaughton. Which uh, I'll pretend like I know who that is. Uh, well, you should Google John McNaughton because Naughty uh, John, Naughty John. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much on the show. This is more uh, I have no idea what I'm doing realm uh, stuff. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yes, I am very familiar with John McNaughton. I am sorry, but you can tell how he was influenced by Thomas Kincaid because of the light. <laughs> and also the evil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I regret. I, that's, what? So interesting. It's like because Andy Warhol did the same thing. Is it something to do like you know where he had a lot of other people make his art? Is it just a matter like does he get away with it because he was like edgy pop art and like had broomstick hair? Which I, of those factors? I think it was also because he wasn't do though he did make money. I don't think he was doing it. You, you could tell it wasn't about the money. It was about the art with Andy Warhol. Like <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to like create, create like a, a factory system. To, mm. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know. Wasn't Andy Warhol's studio called the factory though. Am I wrong? about <laughs> that? <laughs> You're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's different for reasons um it's true yeah <laughs> i think well i think the thing is that andy warhol is doing like original stuff like it was like groundbreaking whereas this thomas kincaid is just a pretty much traditional paintings like yeah i don't know i feel like thomas kincaid's paintings look like what i thought him was when i was 11 as an 11 year old is like this is what heaven's gonna be like it's gonna be a cottage in the woods there's gonna be light everywhere 
maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just one of those people who can like communicate with the other side, and he's just trying to let us into that realm. You know. Mm. I don't, I don't have anything more to say about it. I just don't like it. Every time I see it, I'm like, that's a bunch of schlock. I'm not into it. Um, but it did bring me happiness at one point. So I guess there's that. <laughs> uh, that's depressing. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad about your answer. Listen, I said he was a, he was a whole mood and a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and he was thick with it. <laughs> He was literally <laughs> he was literally thick with the light. I don't know what more you people want from me. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink some soda water. Go ahead, Cody. Uh, um I thought maybe maybe I could for my answer I could put youth on blast. I think no. I think when I was younger, I was like, you know, to be young to be beautiful. And maybe it's because I'm getting grumpier and older, but um I'm I'm over that, you know. <laughs> like maybe it's because of the dumbness of youth like i can't i can't suffer the youths anymore i see them i see them with their with their bright eyes and their bushy tails with their ways <laughs> with their undestroyed hearts and dreams yeah and i i just i can't handle it i'm not here for it they're newfangled fashion trends i don't think i don't think i like any of it it's not just people okay it's not just the people. You know, when you're a young man, you see a puppy and you're like, that's the best. That's the peak of what that what that dog is, is the pure innocence of the puppiness. And now I'm like, no, give me a grumpy old dog that will begrudgingly cuddle with me because it's too tired to go away. Like, that's what I think is beautiful. <laughs> I see. You see what I'm saying? Is my point getting true? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a fine aged wine, you know what I mean? You've you've learned to savor the the more complex and complicated beauties of life. Mm-hmm. And to counterly uh hate and disparage all the rest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get it. I've always hated the idea that youth is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um and I've like I've really thought that was really stupid. And like one of the most cringy things for me to watch is old people trying to cling to youth, especially like trying to continue to look young, like getting like plastic surgery and doing all sorts of weird uh, horse treatments on their face. Like, yeah, stop. Don't please. You don't. It doesn't look good. It's not a good look. It's it, it's not good. Stop, please. Well, it's, it's the perfect thing to advertise. Is because it's unobtainable. So you can say, hey, this will make you feel young and look young. More. But <laughs> it's, it's a never-ending so- mine. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's why it is. I just hate it. And like I feel like I have a weird relationship with the with youth because like I don't idolize it at all, but I feel like as a as an older person, I'm still like very much like kind of still writing the the um wavelength of that stuff so like but not but not but i'm not like i want youth to accept me i want them to think i'm cool i don't Mm. care i don't i don't i don't what no they're dumb but like some of them are pretty funny too like i don't know do you know what i mean like 
I don't know. People just have this weird thing wrapped up in it. And it's all because of marketing. You know what I mean? That's all it is. Just so they can sell you crap. That's something that's changing about the world too, is like now marketing is so catered to you as an individual. That is it. So like the things you get, that get marketed to you are around like what you're interested in look for. I don't know. I wonder how that's going to like change the well, way the internet is kind of older people. It's kind of like, it's like the river. You never step in the same river twice. Yeah. Well, like it's like everyone has their own internet. now. Stepped on the internet this morning and I still got some of my shoe. I can think I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like everyone has a different YouTube than I do. Everyone has a different, well, I don't have Facebook anymore, but because everything's so like catered to them. Mm-hmm. That it's really easy to fill the center of your own universe, and and extrapolate by that and think like everyone else's YouTube is the same as yours, and everyone else's like, thing is their bubbles well, the same as your bubbles. It's too. I'll be in like I'll be in work meetings, and it's very telling because you'll get older people and like you know it's just like that erectile dysfunction medication they're always trying to sell you on the internet. I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> I, I don't get any of those ads, but. It's good to know that you are at an age where those are the ads that are coming to you. Like, I work for an ethics and compliance company. I've been getting a lot of ads for ethics and compliance. The last person who needs ethics and compliance. <laughs> you sell like, <laughs> compliance to like an individual consumer. Yeah, it's like I really, I really appreciate this, but it's something <laughs> I do not need. <laughs> That's funny, Andrew. What's your answer to your question? Yeah. Um, so there is the song that I think or thought was just amazing. And it's the song Claire de Lune. I thought this song was great. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was moving. And then a little franchise slash movie slash book came out called Twilight. And one of the, the not the main, but one of the side points is that the main character, a vampire that sparkles in the sunlight, plays this song for his captive girlfriend and it's so beautiful and then i could not enjoy the song anymore oh wow they ruined it for you they ruined it because then every single tween girl loved the song and played it all the time and put it on their myspace page i mean i I don't want to come i mean i'm not trying to like brag here but i i actually never liked claire de lune so well look at you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I never understood why people were like, why is this a song people like? What, what is this? Like, I, I never got it. I never, it has a moving chord progression that at the time of my youth meant something to me, but I now... feel like there's some sort of like secret message encoded in it that like <laughs> only certain people can receive. And they're like, yeah, Claire to Luna. And I'm like, Claire to what? I can't, like, I literally can't even tell you what the song is. Like, I don't know the melody. I don't know what it is. Hum it for mm-hmm. me, somebody. Hum it. Claire de Lune. Oh, you, I'm not prepared. I don't have anything. <laughs> you can't hum it? Somebody... Uh, I, no, you're going to look it up. I'm not going to. See, I'm, I'm in the opposite boat here. I love that song. And I'm really sad for you that it's been ruined. It has. I'm just, sure it's like like my own fault that I feel so that I can't enjoy something that other people enjoy because it's been brought to them by Sparkly Vampire, but I can't do it. 
See, I always associate, is that the song they play at the end of, uh, is it Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Yeah, see, that's what I associate it with. Oh, this song! Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that's Claire de Lune. What? <laughs> you were talking smack on this song once ago. No, because here's the problem with this song. Every single music uh, course you will take in your life, like, you know, you want to learn guitar, they'll go and they'll give you the guitar book. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you do the guitar. And they have all the... This is making me fall asleep. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> they have these songs, and one of them will be, you know, a little bit make you do Ode to Joy. Okay, got it. They'll right. make you do uh, Hot Cross Buns. Cool. And they'll make you do a Claire de Lune. And every time I got to the Claire de Lune song, it's like the simplified version never sounds at all <laughs> like that. So yeah. I literally could never develop a feel for like, what is this song supposed to be? Like, it just seemed like an utterly random and incoherent assemblage of notes to me. So now that I hear that, I just having this realization Oh, that's Claire Delune. I've never known what that song is. There you go. So now I'm learning. That's what this podcast is really about, is educating Aaron. <laughs> Speaking of learning, um, what's something that you know is beautiful, but you just don't find appealing? Um, I, uh, we're actually, that's actually a great segue from... Uh, Andrew, your answer. Have you guys ever heard of this thing called contemporary classical music? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it's terrible. I don't know. (laughs) I've never once had a good experience. Like I love classical music in many of its forms and a lot of like the well-known classical composers and I can get down to some of that. But anytime I hear like modern classical music or contemporary music, it's just, it's bad. I don't know how it is so much worse. <laughs> the thing about it is it's like elevator music that keeps reminding you that it went to elevator college. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. music that fills space and not necessarily to fill anything. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just that like, cause you look at old classical music and Bach and things like that. And it's like, Oh, it's very mathematical and the melody makes sense. And then, you know, you move through the different periods and there's changes. Is it just that like, all the good stuff has been taken. And so now they're like, well, now we got to do something different. And so they stray so far from the formula that I no longer like, like it doesn't sound good anymore. You know, I think there's something to that because I think at some point classical music was just music, right? It was just, this is the music we're making now. Yeah. And then at some point we stopped making that music generally, you know, with the exception of like, if you're doing a symphony for a movie, right? Like a soundtrack or score. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. kind of the equivalent. Right. But, but they all just start like, to sound kind of samey too. And we start to do different things with it. You know what I mean? Like there's electric mm-hmm. guitar, or like there's like 800 vibraphones for some inexplicable reason. Mm-hmm. Cause we're a, a documentary about Bauhaus. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is that pronounced Bauhaus or Bauhau? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not of an authority to correct you, so I'm just kidding. Gonna... I'm thinking of Baha'i, which is a religion teaching the essential worth of all religions. 
Okay. Which is cool. It's like the dictionary definition of a definition or something. <laughs> it's like you can't use the you can't use the word in defining the word, but they found the way around it. Good job, Baha'i. Rain Wilson's a Baha'i. He is huh. he is Baha'i. Oh, I just sorry, I came up with a good tweet. Uh <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Okay, wait. I gotta check the spelling here. <laughs> so classic, modern classical music. It's like garbage. Who's you ask someone who's your favorite modern classical composer? And you're like, who? Yeah, it it's bad. It's bad. I don't like it. It makes me sad, and it makes me sadder than it should. Like it should just be like strings and drums and horns all playing beautiful music, and instead it's just this nonsense that. Um, is bad for me. So I once had a roommate that said that he wouldn't listen to any music before like 1700s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> cool. And I was like, oh, Did he have man, like a you... page boy haircut? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Because I'm like, oh, why? Why would you do that? And he's like, oh, we. I think that's the best type of music, and it makes me feel closer to God. And wait, so he's saying music peaked three hundred years ago? Yeah, that's what I was trying. I'm like, dude, God didn't stop die after seventeen hundred. There's something about like a world full of massive colonialism and the enslavement and murder of other humans that just brought out the best music for people. <laughs> like, yeah. and we'll never people... get back to that because people are a bunch of wimps. As if people stopped wearing powdered wigs to compose music, like it was gone. It was done. Music was canceled. <laughs> well, done. I was trying to explain to him. I was like, hey, you know, those people saints <laughs> like they weren't like like the reason why they hold them up is because we have the lens of history that clouds our vision. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, oh, you know, this isn't going to last forever. But I will say I had I had him in one of my classes like three years later and he was still only listening to him like. You've only slightly gotten more insane since then, so that's cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not down with contemporary classical music. I'm just not down with people who, I don't know. The people who are like, I only listen to classical music are like almost as bad as the people who are like anything but rap and country. Mm. Those people can also just just walk off the what have they been listening to all summer they can just walk into the ocean (laughs) if they can't listen to little nas x that's that's literally country and rap you just call him little nas x yeah (laughs) it's the classical music (laughs) little nas Nas. there's this composer i really like little nas (laughs) little nas uh Andrew, what's something you know is beautiful, but you just can't find appealing? So this is probably going to be the most political thing I've ever said. (laughs) But I I like video games a lot, and I collect old video games. One of my favorite video game series is The Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Many people believe that the best video game, not just Zelda game, but video game, is a game called Legend of Zelda, The Orcarina of Time. I have tried playing this game four or five times <laughs> and I cannot do it. It's, it is just so frustrating to me. And I love Zelda games and I love video games, but I know that people have like, like this part in their heart, like this is their childhood. 
mm-hmm. and they think it's amazing, and I just cannot get into it. The part I hate the most is like it's supposed to be like this this epic like adventure that crosses his entire land. But the problem is, is that every time you save and quit, you start at the very beginning oh. village over and over again. Oh no. And so like, if I only want to play for 15 minutes, I load it up. I it takes me 15 minutes to get to whatever village or town I was. in, And then I'm like, okay, well I'm done playing. And so I have to save and quit and wait, start that's not again. true. Oh, maybe it's only on the 3ds version. Cause I yeah. thought it was, only, no, I think I thought it was, you could, you only loaded in the the time castle or the castle or the hut unless you're in a dungeon. I don't know. I don't remember, but I that doesn't sound right because if that was true, I would never have beaten that game. <laughs> oh no, I didn't beat the game. You know why? Why is I, that? I got to Ganon. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'll do this later. And I just never did. Oh and the further away I got from it, the less I was like invested in it. And so I just never be, I got all the way to the final boss and I never beat it. I remember I never played that game. I was a little young for it, but my brother played it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that game giving me nightmares. Like it was especially like vivid and like, realistic and dark because it was like a 3d vid game you know and i remember him running through like a dark castle and then something latches onto your face at some point or something i don't know it was terrifying and then he turns into a big boy he was like a little boy and then he turns into an older boy it was uh it escaped me sometimes i I run around on the horse though it was great i just liked it because the major mechanic of the game was like playing the ocarina yeah that i mean i guess i understand i did look it up and i guess it is for the you always start at the hut or the time Shh. castle place. That sucks. And so maybe it's just because I've been spoiled by newer games <laughs> and I'm going back and I didn't I like maybe if that. I maybe if I grew up with it, maybe I would be like, oh, this is a great game, but I just cannot do it. I tried so hard this last time. I'm like, I'm done. I'm finally going to do it. But it's I don't know, I'm just so frustrated with it. I'm like, why should I? <laughs> I was playing it. I was just trying to play it a few weeks ago and I'm like, this is so frustrating. I'm not enjoying this. Why am I forcing myself? Life's too short. Life's too short. That's actually how I feel. Anytime I play any Zelda game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to say that they're like, all of them are great, but I I enjoy it. I Um, think, I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever. My my answer is a lot. My, uh, like, I don't know, a little bit less interesting, probably. I'll be but the judge of that. I don't find feet appealing in any way, shape, or oh. like. <laughs> and, and it boggles my mind that people do. Like, what? Their feet? What? Feet? Now, I know huh? that from what I understand about people who find feet very beautiful, is that they like it because they're gross. Ew, but like, why don't they just like poop or something? Like, what? Like, there's a lot gross, like, there's a lot grosser things you could find. You know what I mean? Like, and why are I'm they not frayed? gonna describe them on air, but <laughs> why are feet frayed? Why are they, why do we have like, why are they just little why don't, ends? Wait, you just think we should just have one big toe? 
Yeah, totally. why not? Yeah. That's just no fun big toenail. No, <laughs> it's like a hoof, right? You made it like... worse. You made it worse. <laughs> like a hoof, yeah. A hoof is just like a a wrapped foot with a little wrapped in toenail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if our feet were stumps wrapped in toenail, I'd be cool with that. So, Aaron, uh, how I... do you feel about toad socks? Nope, 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 nope. Don't Remember, like get... the the six months in which that was popular. <laughs> yes, and everyone knew that it got on my like ner- like it freaked me out. So everyone would come to every event wearing toe socks, and then I'd be sitting there, and you know people would be like, "Hey, Aaron," and they'd like whip off their shoes, flunk, and then they'd put their smelly feet in front of my face and go wiggle, 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 wiggle with their toe socks, and <laughs> just like so gross because it looks like a hand. But you cut off the thumb and you just embiggened the heel, like the end of your hand. Like, why? No, stop. And they're perfectly serviceable, but. Mm-hmm. No so how, do you, how do you feel about toad shoes? Those are also disgusting. Yeah, there's one of the guys I work with wears all the time. I would I rather see your bare feet. And honestly, I don't care about bare feet. You know how some people are like. Ugh. I hate people wearing open toes. Just grosses me out. So that doesn't bother me. Like, I, but I just think they're not like, I'm like feet are gross, but like, it's fine. I don't care. They're just, to me, they're like part of the ground. Like I don't think of them as part of a person. <laughs> people are just ankles. To think about people who are into it. I've heard people say you have beautiful feet to people. And I'm like, that's what, huh? <laughs> what are you comparing that to? I, I had once had a girl said I had really cute toes. I'm like, well, I don't trust you now. <laughs> I will not trust your judgment on anything. You shouldn't have that opinion on anything that's toe related. And people, people, people want to put them in their mouth and stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> I got to stop thinking about it. Next segment. Next segment. Uh-huh. Moving on. Shut that down quick. No more uh-huh. feet talk this whole episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 what beauty product or trend do you take issue with? So, Aaron, I'm going to have to break your room and talk about feet. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so, the beauty trend that I don't understand, I don't know if you've seen this, but you can go to these places and you pay to put your feet in fish tanks. And then the fish... <laughs> Eat yes. the dead skin off of no, your feet. No, 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 no. That's fish, awesome. Fish are cool in a tank or away from me. I don't want them touching me. And I combine that with feet. I guess so it's also awesome. possible that you can get sick from it. But I don't know huh? if that's fact. That's just oh, what I heard. cool. From cool. having animal, the small animals bite your extremities that can make you sick or. Yeah, so what I if just it don't... just turns your whole foot into a fish? Like they, they <laughs> like they impreg- they impregnate your tissue and like like a virus it takes over and replicates itself into fish, and then the fish break off and swim away. <sighs> they they call it um a fish pedicure. Uh-huh. And they just eat the dead skin off your feet. And then I apparently your feet are nice and smooth and soft because all the dead skin being gone. Do do the fish also treat you to a like French tips or any sort of painting <laughs> of your of your toenails? I think that's extra. 
But I would oh my be gosh, much more sp- for it if that was the case. <laughs> I spent like a legitimate half hour of my day speaking of French tips, trying to <laughs> trying to figure out how to put into Twitter, like so into text, a three part Venn diagram of tips, French, and Tuck. But <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do that via text. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that. You do, anybody has any ideas, let me you know. Okay? Do French bread. <laughs> oh, I just like tips and tucks. And then is that all the is that all the fish eat? They yeah, I don't know. That's skin? their whole diet. How much they nutrition like, does dead skin have? It's got to not have a lot if we're just giving it away. Oh my gosh, no! I don't like this at all. I guess <laughs> I thought about sending you a video of it, but then I thought no. Aaron's been through enough this episode. <laughs> Man. This is so not good. What if it was someone with really cute toes in the video? Would you be able to watch that, Aaron? There's no such thing. It's not no such thing as cute toes. There's all toes. I just I don't understand toes. it. I guess people go to special places for this. They spend money to sit there and have fish eat their dead skin. I don't get it. I don't want One of the get most it. terrifying things that ever happened to me is that me and the Delators were at me, my family. It was like boys, boys day out, boys, boys night out. We, we got in the boat, we went in their boat and we went to Lake Mead. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> when you get, when you go to the docks at Lake Mead, there's like a whole bunch of just writhing carp and in, oh. in the water and the water is just a writhing frothing mass of swirling carp oh. and it's disgusting and it's the freakiest thing i've ever seen in my life and it triggered like a mem- like it reminded me of like in princess bride with the eels <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a kid yeah. it terrified me so like i was terrified to go in the water and then like finally everyone's sitting off the boat with their feet dangling in the water and they're like there's nothing just there's nothing to be afraid of. Just put your feet in the water. I was like, fine, put my feet in the water. And it's like so relaxing because it's in the warm summer. My cool feet in the water. It just feels so great. And then a whole giant gang of bluegill swam up and nibbled my toes. Scared <laughs> the crap out of me. So, you know, some people pay how, a lot of money for that. How soft were your toes at that point, though? Did you feel them? <laughs> I you know what? I don't. I don't know, and I don't know how much dead skin I had. How much do you tip the fish afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it like unpaid labor? Like, what is, is it, I guess the fish are getting fed. Mm-hmm. Is that really? Do like, they train the fit? Do the fish do this naturally, or do they have to train the fish? And if they do, I have some questions. Is Namely, there like a really picky fish? Do they have to buy human skin to like skin flakes to like feed the fish to train them? And it could be, I've thought too much. I can't. Nope. I'm going to, we're going to move on. I don't, I can't think about this. I can't think about anything else. First of all. Oh crap. I just realized my answer's about feet too. (laughs) 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 i wrote this in my note to myself a long time ago and i did so what what beauty product or trend do you take issue with and my answer is wedges i hate them a wedge shoe that looks stupid 
It's it's a whole bunch of extra space. It's like you started making a shoe and then you gave up. It's, it looks it's ridiculous. It looks like a, a a kid whose parents obviously did not help them with their Pinewood Derby car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's like one angle cut off and that's it. And it looks so dumb. And everyone knows. And the worst thing that used to happen is I had a friend who would like to take take me shoe shopping with her for some reason. And they'd always ask my like what I thought, and they'd always get these wedges, and I'd be like, "They look stupid, and I hate wedges, and they're dumb." And they'd be like, "I think I'm gonna get it." Like, <laughs> why? Why did they torture me like that? I don't know. Do you guys have opinions about wedges? Do you know what I'm talking about? What a wedge is? I think my problem with wedges is like usually whatever they're accessorized with. Like the outfit as a whole is usually bad on top of the wedges. Mm. So it never really works. Also, it seems like I was talking to someone about this. I guess wedges would be easier to walk in, right? Because they've got a bigger block, which I think is why some people like them. But I agree with you. They don't look good. Like I, I am not, you know how like some people are like, wow, that high heel looks great. I could give or take. I don't high heels or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. cool do what you want you do y d y you do you but um i like they're ah oh, they're so bad like but if you if that's your concern my thing is i say like just don't wear a heel like don't wear a shoe that makes your foot like that because it's frankly not natural <laughs> so just, whenever i see someone wearing wedges i just think of the little boy from oh brother where art thou who ties the blocks to his shoe or to his feet so he can yes. get the pedals? I'm like, oh, those, those are some cute wedges. I just found the <laughs> possibly the worst wedges I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> just because you know that's a good thing to do while I'm recording a podcast. But these are Anna Shoes Women's Hidden Platform Wedge Heel Lace Up Ankle Booty from Amazon.com. That's one of those oh names my. you know that they is that play? not the worst. <laughs> This shoe looks like it was made custom for a poor Chinese girl who had her feet bound Mm. and it didn't quite turn into a Lotus. It turned into this. It looks very unfinished. You're right about that. (laughs) I will say that is a very popular. I mean, the fourth bullet point is unique design. Mm. Yeah, that's also vegan friendly, which is. Oh, you, you can, if you're a vegan, you can eat this shit. <laughs> you can eat this shit. <laughs> That's my joke I like to make. Vegans love it. <laughs> when it comes down to it, you can eat this. But if it comes down to it, you should probably not be so picky. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, what's the answer to your question so we don't have to talk about oh, it? Oh, man. I got Oh, it's a big one. So, have you heard of this thing? It's this thing you put in your hair, and it's called dry shampoo. I've I need it. I need your help. So dry cleaning. It's existed for so long. Jerry Seinfeld has beat it to death. What is it? How does it work? No one knows. Doesn't matter. Dry shampoo. Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding here? Let's think about how shampoo works. You put, it's soap you put in your hair. It includes the use of water. Makes bubbles. Bubbles equal clean. You get rid of the bubbles. You're good to go. This yeah. is a product that is entirely dry, no bubbles, no water, cleans your hair. What <clears throat> is how? It's not like we're kidding ourselves. Ladies, you're kidding yourselves. It's not doing anything. <laughs> it's just hairspray. 
It's hairspray that doesn't do anything. Am I wrong? Help me. Is it is it just perfume? Is it just powder perfume? Is that what it is? Is it just to make your hair smell better? Like it doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. a scam. It's a terrible scam. Like there's <laughs> there's a company that sells hairspray. Yeah. And they had too much hairspray. Hairspray had kind of gone out of style. They were like, you know what? If we slap a label that says dry shampoo, people will buy our excess hairspray. And that's what they did. And now they're millionaires. But is hairspray dry? Hairspray isn't even dry. So this is like, this is like gold bond. You're just putting gold bond powder on your head. (laughs) which uh-huh. cool i mean if that's your thing right on just be like those maybe you can you do that and you start making really good classical music so <laughs> I, the dove dove website says try dove dry shampoo today for fresher hair between washes no soap and water required now if it's not soap what is it because i think one of the main ingredients of shampoo is soap right <laughs> like it should be yeah. yeah so and i'm looking at the trisome website and they say our dry shampoo soaks up excess oil and odor yeah uh, but where does it take where, it that's yeah, the it, problem it's still in the a problem on your person it's, <laughs> if anything it's gluing the smell and the oil and the stuff to you that doesn't so, help anybody so the the clevelandclinic.org says dry shampoo works simply it's alcohol or starch in the product. So instead of water, it uses alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. But the problem is, is that I imagine that even if you clean something with rubbing alcohol and you don't like remove whatever you're cleaning, it just dries and stays there. Right. Is that my being? But like, not even that. It's wow. adding extra. Like, yes. It's just caking on a layer. It's just like a layer <laughs> to cover up the dirt and grease on your head. Right. Yeah, you're like basically decoupaging the dirt on your hair. Like maybe, maybe like I'm preserving missing, it. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe someone who knows should tell me. I, here's what. Here's what I want. I want you. I need your help. I need you to help me come up with some money. I need some angel investors. I'm making dry soap. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you just spray that all over your body. Boom! In between showers, you're good to go. <laughs> I think you and you can do different scents. Oh yeah. So so dry shampoo is just axe body spray for teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to bathe, you just spray it on you and you're fine. And you're good. Man, yeah, what the crap? Now I'm really distraught. Girls love dry shampoo. Do they? Is that what they're doing? They're doing that. My sister has it. My lady friend. I see it everywhere. Everyone, they're mm. talking about it. Ladies at work yesterday. I heard them talking about their dry shampoo. Well, it's I don't madness. know if you know this is that um, some women can't wash their hair every day. Because right. it gets. Uh, well, okay. Real yeah. talk, guys. Fellas. <laughs> now, I shouldn't have. I have no authority on what I say it. about women. You can't say. You can't see it. But on this end of the microphone, I'm now got one foot up on the desk and i'm leaning in real tight like <laughs> fellas let's have a real talk here how often do you wash your hair well i am bald and so i wash the little hair i have and my beard every day every day i'm, yeah, but I'm washing my skin okay. gets a little dry so i have to like exfoliate under my beard mm-hmm. so i have to it's, it's a necessity mm-hmm. yeah i'm washing my hair uh, six or seven times a week, <laughs> but like not not 
per day. So, it but if you on one Sunday, well, you're four, doing four all those on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, if you just get it out of the way in the beginning of the week, you're just good for a week. So, well. <laughs> So you wash it with shampoo is what I'm getting at. You wet shampoo, shampoo yes, wet shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I guys, I I I mean, I have short hair, but even when I had longer, it's actually especially when I had longer hair, I would only like shampoo my hair like maybe once or twice a week. Like if I got really sweaty, of course I would, but like generally I didn't because like I found that it just like dried out my hair and made it bad. See? I've talked to hair professionals about this. So here's mm-hmm. the science that I know about it. I want to hear so, the hair science. The longer hair you have, the longer you should wait in between washes because the oil from your head actually goes through all your hair and gets to the tip and like moisturizes. I, it's hair. good for you. It's That's like how a it's hair. It's like, a, work. Yeah. it's like a pate unguent. Yeah. So if oh, you're man. if you're a dude and you have short hair, which most dudes do, it's appropriate to wash your hair several times a week, like even up to daily if it's really short hair because the time from your head oil to get to the tip of your hair it only takes like a day because you've got short hair. Mm-hmm. But if you're a lady or a dude with real long hair, then you wait longer in between washes. Oh. Hence dry shampoo, except it doesn't do anything. Wet shampoo or no shampoo. But I feel like the hair oil, what if we're not what if we're not meant to be washing it away? What if the hair oil is supposed to just be there? It's like, so like I learned this thing in an anthropology class one day that if you if you uh if you have chapped lips, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have any like sort of chap chapstick or uh, you know ointment, you can you, the corners of your nose, like on the no. sides of your nostrils. Can I change my answer? Because I know sec- where this is going. <laughs> they secrete an oil. Stop it! That you can get with your fingertips, and you can no. put it on your lips. You're wrong about that. No, we're. we're, we're we're evolved to do that. That's why the oil is there. Okay. Well, this goes. That's a. It's a little. It's a little chapstick on your face. Challenge. Like, see. <laughs> nobody this, uses it. This goes back to the fish thing. Who's training the fish to eat the skin? Who's supposed to train me to know that I'm supposed to rub the corners of my nostril and rub you're it on my to, lips? You're like, supposed what? to know. Instinctually, but we're so here's the thing, guys, and it's really sad. We're so far from nature. <laughs> We've become so isolated in our own little bubbles that we don't know how our own bodies work. So we're dry shampooing, we're chapsticking, we're wearing we're wearing wedges. <laughs> we're exfoliating our own music. Thing. We're listening to music past the 1700s. <laughs> We're enjoying Thomas Kincaid paintings. I'd really like to imagine that anthropology teacher is like, oh, shoot, they're writing that down. I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the wrong one. Yeah, I still don't know how this works. Let me try this. So I do that one. Oh, that's good. And then. Oh, crap. Let's try it again. (laughs) The throwback. This isn't the 11th season or anything. <laughs> hey, guys. Still leaning into the desk. Maybe that's what's causing this. <laughs> this is some blood flow. Thanks for listening. Remember, your ratings fuel us, so please rate and share the show wherever you listen to it. You can subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3G3Q.co slash subscribe. 
we want to give a big thank you to our supporters on patreon.com where you can sign up to get access to exclusive stuff like unreleased episodes deleted scenes haikus and much more and now that i say that i've been thinking let's just simplify it you know give just just pay for this the we do other episodes on there that's it i don't want to do haikus anymore you know maybe i'm gonna go change it right after this episode so you want a haiku too late <laughs> You know, uh, tell us, tell us what you want. We'll do no, anything. Don't tell me what you want. I don't care what you want. What you no? Let's <laughs> say something about feet, feet stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Little pictures of my feet. Put feet stuff like that. <laughs> well, um, go to good stuff. Speaking of feet stuff, go to goodstuff.fm, <laughs> our podcast home, uh, to check out other shows. We'd also love to hear from you. Where can people get a hold of you? Hey, yeah. If you need the point that um, Zelda hate. Just go to a underscore sav on Twitter. I'll be there listening to it. Yeah, you can um, also throw your hate at me. I, I don't do Zelda at opinion havers on Twitter. You don't. You can you can promise that you can guarantee it. Oh, I can't tell you how many people have tried to get me to play Breath of the Wild. And I tell them I tried and it didn't work out. And then they're like, yeah, but you really got to play it, though. I love it. <laughs> um i'm on for at aaron lm goodwin i'm on tiktok at aaron lm goodwin um i'm where else am i uh i don't know but just follow me on twitter i'm like slowly losing my mind on there and it's fun um the other than that i just want you to remember that uh that's that we finally know what Claire de Lune sounds like. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. I uh, also want you to remember that uh, you shouldn't play the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time. And if you do, this might be giving you a bad impression. And I also want you to remember to uh, just normal shampoo your hair and to use, stop buying chapstick. It's a scam. Use use your face grease. That's what God put it. There I, I for. don't endorse this message. <laughs> it's it's liter it's like you know Bert's bees. It's just Bert's nose. Little known fact: the uh, the bee is a term for a nostril. So Bert's bees is actually Bert's nostril grease. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, you guys. I hope you can hear that. Hope it's coming through. And other than that, I want you to remember to question. Oh crap! I forgot how to end this. Um, where's Craig? <laughs> I want you to remember. You know what? Let's start over again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tight episode. Question everything. <laughs>